0: wow wow wee wow. It's, the, it's the Review New Podcast, you know I had to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what we're here for, you know what we're here for if you, if you clicked on this freaking uh, video. So yes, this is the Review A New Podcast, uh, where we go through the filmographies of some of our favorite artists uh, that make movies. I am uh, your host, RC, and here with me is... <laughs> hey, who is currently, at present, holding our cat, Zoe. <laughs> well, one of our cats. <laughs> we are here to talk about uh, Borat, Sacha Baron Cohen's magnum opus, as far as uh, uh, yes. I-, I feel like most people are concerned. Yeah, this
1: is this is the movie. This is people who wouldn't know who Sacha Baron Cohen is, who have never heard of anything else he's done, know Borat, If for no other reason than through cultural osmosis, yeah, it's it's one of those
0: things. Yeah,
1: with without a trace of irony, I think it is at the level of cultural impact of like Casablanca,
0: right? Because fucking everyone knows the the meme. I'm not the meme, but like the 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 words that yeah, yeah, like Austin Powers that type of level of just like
1: even if you haven't seen it, you have heard. This movie is the reason that nobody our age can say the phrase, my wife, normally without it being a physical effort. Like, it is difficult right. for me. It is physically difficult for me to say, my wife, and not my wife. And
0: I have, like, a little bit of a reflection there. Just you know what I mean? Little... Like,
1: my so,
0: wife. <clears throat> yeah. Did you see this movie in theaters?
1: Uh, no. I Ooh. I think I saw it for the first time... Um. When I was in college, I might have been in high school. I actually have very fuzzy memories about when exactly I saw Borat.
0: I went to see it with my family, like my mom and my sister. Like, it was one of those, yeah, like cultural touchstones, like everyone's talking about this. We gotta hit the theaters and see what this is about. So, like, I have, like, as I watch this movie, I have memories of, like, sorry, we're just looking at Zoe going on a freaking adventure around my freak. Dress drawer. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> why can't you just stay in one place? But yeah, I have specific memories of like uh, being in the theater at like, like remembering certain points of the theater where I'm like, oh, the reason why this still pops with me is because I remember like, being a part of the audience, seeing this happening for the first time, like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy's doing that. Like, whoa, he's actually messing with these people in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, seeing yeah. the actual events play out in real time, like, as an entire audience reacts with you. Like, there's something about that experience that, like, heightens the humor. Because, you know, everyone else is, like, everyone else is, like, on their end, like, oh, what the fuck is gonna happen, you know?
1: Now, when you saw it for the first time, had you already watched the LAG show? Uh,
0: I don't believe I had so watched you- Up to that point, so
1: you didn't really know anything, yeah. I think I came to it
0: afterwards because I remember because I think it was like it, 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 Borat phenomenon hit fast.
1: You came in (laughs) fresh,
0: (laughs) it was like, no, 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 but I mean, like, like when I saw it happening in front of me, it was like I didn't know who Borat was. And then it was like, there was a two week period where it was just like, hey, did you hear about this weird guy and this green and then man all of a and sudden, and Yeah, and then it was like, oh, there's a movie. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, wait, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, uh, yeah, and then it was just like, you gotta see this. And then afterwards, it's like, oh my God, I gotta see this show. Like, there's more of this material. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it hit me in that sort of way.
1: Like I said, I mean, I came to it after everybody was already talking about mm-hmm. it. And I, and I do remember, you know, it's sort of feeling almost obligatory, but now going back and watching it, it it honestly holds up.
0: Yeah, I, I believe so. It honestly holds up. Yeah, definitely yeah. for, like, the most, most, most part.
1: The opening is really something, and I cannot remember where it is they actually shot this. It was not Kazakhstan. Yeah, of course. I, I remember they, they shot it somewhere in... Southeastern Europe, yeah, I
0: and, and kind of like the point of the joke is like you know, Ameri- you Americans don't fucking know where these e- just, people are. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> In fact, there's like a later joke about someone going like, "Oh, you, you look like a Muslim," and da, 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 you know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. he. Uh, and then going, No, I'm Kazakh. We worship the hawkers. Right. <laughs> and that, I, that okay,
0: it's just a very interesting thing, like overall, because, okay, if we're going to get into it, we're, let's get into it. Like, uh, so yeah, this first opening scene kind of lays out, like, oh, you know, I'm a Bora. This is, you know, my people and my country and my culture. And then it's sort of like, very directly shows you, like, the anti-Semitism. The first thing he says is, like, you know, uh, we America have three... I mean, our country have three problems. Uh, financial, uh, uh, crops, and the Jew. And it's just like, what? What? And, I... like, again, as a kid, no context for this. I'm just like...
1: Yeah, I I have I have a few thoughts because Andy Kaufman had a character who I think was from a made up country. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Um, and and, you know,
0: thank you very much. Right,
1: right, and I think that uh, it's interesting because Borat came out in a time when you couldn't get away with a completely made up country because people would look it up eventually and say, "Wait a second, that's not really a country." But he could get away with completely fictionalizing Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, the Kazakhstan of Borat is, bears almost no resemblance to the real Kazakhstan. Yeah. Because the interesting thing is it's very easy to think of, you know, this sort of backwards, you know... Yeah. Um, Slavic-esque country. Mm. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be Slavic. (laughs) Not Western Um, European. You know, very very poor and saying like, oh, of course they're very anti-Semitic and they're so backwards. But Switzerland, Bern, Switzerland, has a giant statue in their town square of a Jew-eating babies.
0: Um, what? I am
1: not joking. Uh, Bern, Switzerland. Oh. Switzerland, you know, with the cuckoo clocks, they have a giant statue of a Jew-eating babies in the middle of the town square. So it's very easy to look at the, you know, backwards, quote-unquote, poor countries and say, like, oh, you know. But, frankly, there's a lot of anti-Semitism. Belgium. I mean, Belgium has had, you know, these these parades year after year with the giant Jew heads, just like they're making fun of in Borat, but it's in these quote-unquote civilized, more Western, Northern European countries that, you know, uh, that that tourists like to go to, that American tourists like to go to, and they have a lot more money. So, um,
0: oh man so I had to rehook my jaw
1: am <laughs> yeah. like what's so, doing so what's happening it's interesting because it's like very I think it's very easy to sort of and you know and mm. I'm not making any like accusations of sasha Baron calling me like no for sure. you know but it is it's I think it's interesting and i mean in some ways it does play into Americans because this is very much targeted at America. Exactly, yeah, um, yeah.
0: That is the point of at, how he's framing you know, this. Yeah. Lo- you know, so it's
1: easy to look at this schlubby guy who, like, shits in the street.
0: Yeah, like, uh, which, uh, at Trump Tower. Yeah. By the way, winter. Uh,
1: oh, <laughs> man. This, this,
0: this movie is officially timeless. God, I don't
1: know if I'm using postmodern correctly, but one of the, like, sort of weird things about the way that a work of art changes... <laughs> yeah. You know, the way that it changes from the audience changing, the audience's perspective changing, is that what watching Mm. Borat shit in front of Trump Tower, watching Borat shit in front of Trump Tower in 2004. Yeah is not the same. Now it almost is like... Now it's like, yeah, burn it down! <laughs> yeah, I mean, back then it was kind of... I, I'm sure there was some people like, yeah, shit in front of that in, rich b- asshole In tower. fact,
0: there are actually quite a couple of cathartic moments yeah, uh, yeah. as um, we go through this movie.
1: So so I guess like getting back to it chronologically a little bit, oh, so yeah, we, yeah. we start out in Kazakhstan, you know, in quote, Bunny Ears Kazakhstan and mm-hmm. Borat's Kazakhstan, which is just filthy the houses are falling apart it is just abject horrifying poverty and
0: specifically the idea that like they are all like if you look like they all have these things that are like specifically like from western culture but they're like broken and you know so it's like they're getting all the the ref you that that's like the sort of like which
1: you know which there is a little bit of truth to that in that you know pre um you know, during the Cold War, during the Soviet era, East Germany and the Soviet Union and and basically East of the Wall um, countries did get stuff from the West uh, a decade out of date or broken down. Mm. That was a thing. So there's some truth to it, but it is a it's exaggerated to a huge degree. Yeah. Um, the people, and it's it's not just the poverty; it's also um, moral depravity. I mean, he he casually mm. references the town rapist. Yeah. Um. He tongue kisses his sister. Yeah. And and, and <laughs> in that
0: respect, like I remember people saying like, okay, you're calling our like you're very directly calling our culture like backwards and stuff like. It's like okay, I can get that in the sense of like yeah, yeah there's because, these because it's
1: one thing to like joking like oh it's like you know that they're, they're poor and they don't know stuff, but well you're calling people racist. Those are pretty big words. You're, you're you know yeah rapists <laughs> and. Mr. Fuckers and, yeah. you know, and people who throw Jews down wells for fun. Yeah. It is, you know, that's um, kind of slanderous. And,
0: and again, it, it's like, you, it's one of those things like, in the service of what the plot is ultimately trying to do, I get why well, because, you do it, but at the same time... this
1: wasn't Sasha Baron Cohen having some beef with Kazakhstan. Exactly. It's not like
0: this movie was meant to Kazakhstan. be played at Kazakhstan movie theaters. Right. Like, it was meant this to be, look Ka- at America, this guy making a point Ka- about America.
1: Kazakhstan... I think that if he had made this in the 80s, mm. Kazakhstan, would he would have done like Andy Kaufman. Kazakhstan He mm. wouldn't have used Kazakhstan, he would have made up a country. Mm-hmm. But because this was in the age of the internet, he had to at least have a real country in name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kazakhstan is...
0: And also there is the idea of like that slight believability of like... Because if you're watching this and you don't know, it's like... It was, who is this guy? I mean, I, yeah, Kazakhstan's a country, right? Like, yeah, he right. said Agra like, okay, I know that's not real, you know, like <laughs> right.
1: So you know, so he's going through Kazakhstan. He's in his his horrible, depressing little hovel where his room <laughs> looks like uh, a middle school girl's room. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's very, like, uh, full of... I, I didn't quite look closely enough to see what he had precisely, but I had the impression of possibly off-brand Beanie Babies and Furbies. I, I and feel like Frank. I saw Lisa Frank poster yeah. at Boy Boy <laughs> So it, it's very much like it looks like a little American girl's yeah. room, and then you zoom out, and it it's this, like, shack um and he and he's got barn animals inside and that kind of thing Mm. um and he introduces so you see like the first you know woman you see him with is this you know good-looking young woman who's wearing um pretty like she she's wearing what in america would be normal jeans and a t-shirt but compared to what most of the women you see in his village are wearing, it makes her look dressed up. Right. Um, and she's got bleached hair and he's, uh, and he is making out with her and then introduces her as his sister, the number... Was she the number three prostitute in all of Kazakhstan? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and I think she has a trophy. Yes, yes, she pulls it up. Uh, yeah, she pulls point. out her trophy very proudly. She never speaks. Um, and then you see his wife, Oksana. And this is... I I felt about Oksana a little bit like, a little bit like um, the, uh, you know, like the girlfriend in Allie G. It's like, it's funny when you're just hearing about her, but when you're actually seeing her.
0: And and, and that's why I feel like, yeah, the, the best moment in relation to her was when it was like messing with that one guy who he called up to like give her the news of her death. You know, and he gives, like, the, I thought, like, the unexpected, like, what, why is this guy happy about his wife dying? You know, (laughs) like, that fun pop of, like, seeing that moment unfold. And again, but it's enjoyable because, like, you're not dealing with the character. Yeah, Yeah, for real. Yeah,
1: because the thing is, like, it's also, you know, just like with Ali G's girlfriend, you know, she's supposed to just be this sort of, like, ridiculous over-the-top slut. Mm. And then you see her and she's just kind of a normal girl um and then with oksana you know the way he talks about her she's supposed to be this repugnant troll yeah, yeah. and you see her and she's just this normal woman like she's big yeah but, it's but like she's right. not like <laughs> You know, she, she's big and she's like, like they make her ill tempered, like, and that's supposed and she's to be the yeah, but she's not this like horrible troll that he's describing with the hairy chest and the like, mm-hmm. you know, seeing Oksana on screen almost killed the joke a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you, but, you know, like we're I imagining enjoy... this just yeah. grotesque, and she's supposed to be, you know, um, in her. She's supposed to be a teenager because he explicitly says at one point that he bought her when she was 12. Oh, yeah.
0: I didn't even think about that.
1: He... You know, he buys her when she's twelve, and then she's fifteen and gets hair on chest, and her yeah. voice drops. And oh right, yeah, let on remember. they bring it up, and then she basically goes through menopause. I literally she's forgot. So like she's... that
0: description, I didn't even connect that that was who she, he was talking about be, in that scene.
1: She's supposed <laughs> to be a, a menopausal teenager. Yeah, I I um,
0: literally didn't connect that that scene where he's talking to the guy at the dealership about his wife, like, oh my wife hang her vagina hang like sleeve of wind. Yeah, I didn't even make the I, connection that he was supposed to be talking about her
1: specifically I remember <laughs> when I was in acting school and we, we were doing dialects and when we were doing Russian dialect one of the guys in the class used that speech as his, <laughs> as his text sample oh, that's to good. do and I just remember the teacher going Slave of a wizard, ah! and he had to stop and we had to stop and explain <laughs> <laughs> what Vajin oh, hanging like slave of a wizard. Yes.
0: dude, that was one of those moments where I was. Dying in the movie. Yeah. Like sl- like the visualness yeah.
1: of it. It's like, oh my fucking god. Yeah. Oh, so my god. so we see Oksana who's, you know, yelling now, and and this is oh, I wish I'd written this down because there was definitely a bilingual bonus in there
2: mm-hmm.
1: um where she's yelling at him. And it's translated in subtitles as Go Make Yourself Useful and Dig a Grave for Your Mother. (laughs) Oh, and we also see his mother, who's this cute little ancient old lady who looks about 90, and he says she's 43. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Wawa Weewa derives from a skit on a popular Israeli comedy show and is often heard in Israel. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's genuinely throwing me off. Um, that re-
0: it, that's just what he does. Like he's just like I'm gonna take things that people aren't thinking about, <laughs> put it in a new context, and you know. And again, like us foreigners, I mean us Americans, like what the fuck do we know? Oh, you know what I mean.
1: The moment we're in the bed and breakfast with the Jewish couple, and you know, Wait, he's. Uh, do you want to
0: go to that already?
1: I, I we skip around. Oh, okay, I, mean, I, was, we, I was gonna we, say, I was like, saying... but I was just saying in re- in regards oh, to the yeah, Hebrew, yeah. apparently. Um, you know they're acting very uncomfortable with all the Jewish stuff, and then mm. uh, the couple heard them speaking Hebrew and were like, "Oh, okay, this is a prank." Which I was happy, you <laughs> know. I read, okay. I read that, and I was happy to know that the couple heard them speaking Hebrew and realized, because otherwise it would just have been very upsetting <laughs> yes. for them. Yes, like well, like well, I was just saying, like it did,
0: like as I'm watching the movie again, like as a kid, I'm like
1: is this okay? Like, he's just like, like what are you doing? Right. <laughs> because most of, you know, most of the people that he's taking the piss out over are yeah, assholes. Exactly. But, um, but that couple was so sweet. Yeah, so nice, and, and
0: again, like as you are seeing it play out, like he's not doing things that are like making a fool of them. The joke is supposed to be him being the anti-Semitic right, guy, right. And thinking this looks like that, and this looks like that,
1: right? And also, like with um, you know, like with the guys that he he was um talking to right before that scene, who were standing around outside, and when you roll <laughs> up
0: to him, you know, you and, hear them certain music playing, you right. know, like, Wee!
1: and. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. and, and, you know, it's like he clearly was not making fun of them. Yes. It's the joke that he then, like... Walks in and shocks these and like That is such a good the, scene. These, like, you oh know, my God. bougie hotel clerks. Yes,
0: he's like, oh, we would me and my home, my player, you know, homeboy would like, had to had <laughs> no. Yo, cool what up, vanilla faces?
1: Oh my God. <laughs> that
0: shit, like, you, as I saw you that. You
1: know that he did not actually <laughs> get the phrase vanilla faces <laughs> right. from those guys. With his pants hanging out? Yeah. Down and shit. Like, they specifically told him, don't have your. Entire exactly butt hanging out, but
0: the point is that like yeah, he's, you know. this poor guy doesn't get it, doesn't understand the context. He thinks like, oh, oh is this is what I do to be normal in America, right. um, yeah, which yeah. I think that is a funny kind of contrast to like the the white uh, uh, you know Southern Belle, antebellum party where it's yes. like, and the phrase I specifically like. Not necessarily dropped my job, but just kind of made me go like, uh, what? Like, when, like, they're just having, like, what to them is normal conversation talking about Borat after he's left the room. And, you know, he's talking about all these, <laughs> like, you know, very questionable things, as he does, because that's what the character does to get the jokes. And then, like, you know, the one woman says, like, it wouldn't take much time for him to become properly Americanized. And I was like... Talk is that? Who says that to your friend? Oh, hey, we just met this guy who's from East Germany. But you know, if when he becomes the acclimate he'll become properly American. Yeah, says that. Which,
1: especially given that Borat, I don't think ever indicates that he's trying to move to America or become American. He specifically says that he's doing this to take back to Kazakhstan. So
0: yeah, and uh, it, it just like goes to show like the mentality of like certain Americans is like, we are the pinnacle of society. Right. Everyone else is trying to be as civilized as us. And you will, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. with Robert Time, you could be as as much of a human being as we are, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah.
1: So I guess we should we should back up a little bit and get back to New York. Oh, yes, because um, that the, first scene with the, the subway. And... The subway, oh, God, yes. Just the people, so, the immediate New Yorkers that just don't take yes, any shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, I lived in New York... You know, I never had anything... Quite that crazy happening of anybody like <laughs> running chicken uh, run loose on the subway. I was worried about that chicken. <laughs> I felt me too? bad I was for like, that oh, chicken. Yeah,
0: it's one of those things where you're like, oh, oh, is this okay? Oh, yeah. Get- Let me make sure I see the ASPA thing for the animals. I was like, oh, I don't know if
1: they could have put the no animals. He was cramming a chicken into a suitcase. Yeah. Um, but you know, I nothing quite that crazy ever happened on a subway I was on. But you do, you know, people get on and people do crazy shit. And, and, and some guy like,
0: spray painted gray, and you know he wants to tell you about you and, know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
1: And you just and you just have to sort of deal with it and ignore it.
0: <laughs> he gets onto the train and like oh, Borat tries guy. to like greet him and like hello and tries to give him the kissy thing and he's just like whoa like he's is just immediately not having that yeah, shit like yeah, he goes up he's, like, oh, he's like, oh he's like you're fucking with the wrong one pal yeah <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh
2: the guy yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He
0: says, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. When he tries to like kiss of he says, "Get the fuck out of here!" Before I break your yeah. fucking jaw. Oh, you
1: know who I felt really bad for was there was one guy at some point in New York when it's just sort of him walking around montage. There was this guy that he started chasing, and this poor guy is running, just running full tilt, and I felt I, I so, so bad. bad I for specifically him.
0: feel bad because I can't
1: stop laughing. It's I like mean. Insane. I hate that. I just, like, I just could not help but put myself in his shoes because I could imagine Right, yeah, like some guy. And having to run away yes. from somebody be like, trying to come up on me and I don't know what's happening. Yes. And, and like, he was genuinely scared and just running yes. his ass off and got this big fucking dude just <laughs> running after you. In a gray, all gray suit. I, I just felt so bad for him because he could, he, like, honestly, that guy could have, like, run into the, the street got hit by a
0: car well see I, I and yeah and there's like a couple of shots where he's borat is like literally just like running in the middle of a new york street with buses coming i'm like. Like, you're just watching, you're like, oh, <laughs> like, it It kind of, honestly, it kind of turns into a jackass movie for yeah. a second. He's like, is he going
1: to get hit by the there, fucking cars? There were some moments where I was like, you can tell that he wasn't all lawyered up yet at this point, because <laughs> if he had a bunch of lawyers, they would not be letting him <laughs> right. do this.
0: He was, yeah, he was doing a little, he was getting a little spicy he with was what get, he, was he was doing. He was getting spicy. The, there was one in particular that, like, I didn't like, where it was, like, him just, like, Cat calling at a girl and, and whistling, going like "How much?" and I think it felt like she was just kind of like ignoring him or maybe she didn't see him. But yeah, that and- was where it felt like because okay, with him chasing the guy, like yes, it's like in like inappropriate, but like it's so shocking and over the top that you're just like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" And if
1: he had been chasing a woman, that would have <laughs> crossed the line. Yeah, and with the women, yeah, it's like because when he was doing that, it's like okay. You know, there are women who are in New York. They're they're used to brushing that kind of shit mm. off. It probably was not, like, ruining their day. But, you know, from their perspective, him doing that was no different yeah. than any other guy exactly. and sexually harassing them. Yeah. So he was, in effect, just sexually harassing those women. Like, that's
0: materially what was happening. Right, yeah.
1: exactly. So that was, and, yeah, that wasn't...
0: And, and, and this is the way I felt. Like, instead of, like... it. It, it's realistically uncomfortable instead of shockingly uncomfortable. Right. Where it's just like, oh yeah, no, no, that's just an odd thing that would happen. Whereas like run, chasing a guy, like no, that doesn't normally happen. Someone doesn't just like run around and chase right. him. You know what I mean? And, like, and,
1: yeah, and again, like the fact that he was chasing like a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Not, a woman, you know, it's, like it's about context guy, of who you're like that yeah. guy. I did feel really bad for him, yeah. Like, you don't know. But, I was also thinking, like, what if he has like an, exi- he's having an anxiety attack or something? Yeah, like, you don't know, but <laughs> at the same time, like, that guy probably was not worried that he was gonna get like tackled and raped,
0: exactly. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, it's it's different. Um, so I will say, like, him, the hotel thing in New York. The The elevator was pretty funny. He tries to start unpacking in the elevator because he assumes that's his room.
0: Yeah, and he's like, no, you we're, were not there yet. And he's like, I will not move to a smaller room. And when he,
1: when he gets into the room, that leads to. I, one of my favorite equitable yes. like, Oh, lines. me and my sister he, couldn't stop he, saying that when shit. When he sits in the chair and goes, mm, King in the castle, king <laughs> yeah, in the, the castle. castle. Yeah. And he's just enjoying this chair just like, so much.
0: Just the idea of like looking like he's telling people what to do. Don't do this, uh, do that. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I think just
1: him enjoying that chair and feeling like a king because he's sitting in a chair. <laughs> it's such a simple, beautiful it, moment. That, honestly, I love that moment. Yeah. And I, that is my like favorite Borat Quotable.
0: So again, we go from we, like the, the comedy hits just keep on coming because right after this, because I just glanced out after that is the skit about how comedy works where he's talking to that one guy. Yes. So,
1: so we this were is, dying this, in this, that fucking movie oh, theater. <laughs> so this is the guy he's fucking with in New York. I so I did not remember. uh, My memory of this was this guy just being this sort of lame, you know, over explaining the joke, like not right, like right. thing, but. If you look at the board, he's got ethnic jokes. I don't know why I just said ethnic. Ethnic. He's got ethni- <laughs> ethnic. I'm having trouble saying the word ethnic for some reason. He's got <laughs> ethnic jokes and dirty jokes listed next to each other. And it's <clears> sort <throat> of like, and I couldn't quite make it out. There's like arrows from those two. And at first I thought it was going to be like, don't do these. Mm. And which I already kind of have a little bit of a problem with because it's like dirty jokes can be great as long as you're doing them in an appropriate context it's, it's
0: all about the context whereas yes.
1: ethnic jokes are not really okay <laughs> ever
0: um, go, get to your get your george no, carlin school of uh, comedy guys but not only <laughs>
1: um but not only uh does he have ethnic jokes listed as just sort of a joke type you might tell but then he has a list of ethnicities yeah. and at first <laughs> I was looking at this, and at first I thought that these were ethnicities that Borat had suggested because I would swear that one of them was Uzbeks, but...
0: Uzbeks? Zoe, here's my banana she's chips.
1: Trying, she's trying to get your banana chips.
0: <laughs> she oh, was man. just
1: sniffing, and I thought she was just being weird. But... No, she's going to eat your banana chips. Zoe, Damn here. this cat. Zoe. <laughs> she's trying to be the star of the show. That's. <laughs> she goes... So, um, so it was like... (coughs) It, <coughs> Asians, I think it said blacks as a noun. Um, Asians, blacks, Polocks.
0: But yeah, you know, he's probably um, like getting this from the, the, the you know the the joke book uh, of right. naughty jokes. Like, you know? who
1: the fuck says Polock?
0: Pol- like that's something. Like and, <laughs> yeah, that's literally from a dirty joke book from the seventies. Yeah, like. Like, and
1: and and at first because I'm pretty sure maybe I'm imagining this. I couldn't quite make out the writing. I thought it said Uzbeks, and at first I thought that he was like because it's in two little What's columns about Uzbek? it's in two little columns and I thought that he was like translating well we might tell a black joke here and Borat <laughs> what would you do in Kazakhstan oh mm-hmm. you tell an Uzbek joke I thought he was oh, like translating think. it but then I looked at it and no I think it was just a list of ethnicities that this guy had come up with <laughs> to tell ethnic jokes about wow. and so like whereas I remembered him just being sort of lame and unfunny, now I remember him being actually uh, offensive and shitty.
0: This scene, I feel like, is classic specifically because it's like, this guy is trying to teach Borat how to be funny, and, like, the un- the, the big underlying thing is, like, this guy has no idea that Sacha Baron Cohen is a fucking comedy genius, and he's, like, totally just yes. joking on you this whole time. Oh, like, that's the big, you yeah, know what I'm saying? You
1: know, <laughs> for, somehow, this is actually kind of embarrassing, but somehow that aspect of it <laughs> didn't really ever right. quite hit home with me because it was just like, oh, he's fucking with him. and Yeah, know, here's this hack know, trying to do I teach- don't know how to tell jokes. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but that like, oh yeah, obviously Sasha Baron Cohen... <laughs> understands how comedy works that that aspect of it just did not yes. and,
0: yeah and that's what makes it so great when it's like the sort of don't you have to figure out how timing works oh yeah the, the suit is black not well, and, and, and
1: especially the that was
0: killing me like oh it my god like
1: me. the your suit the suit is black not like it is so not fucking a, not funny yeah, exactly. like that's, that's not, not a, joke. a joke it's just a contradiction that's not even that's not a joke it's not funny at all oh yeah. my god it it's was the so most basic thing you can unfunny. give him and it's
0: not even that like yeah right oh god oh uh, god and so actually it makes it even funnier that he's riffing he makes it funny <laughs> Sasha makes that dumb joke funny by, by how by he... doing
1: it badly yeah. <laughs> exactly
0: now, now oh. that's comedy That that's fucking yeah. three stupid <laughs> Huge uh, uh award level humor, <laughs> right? And it's, it's
1: interesting to me because so much of what he does in this movie is exposing um, is exposing people being racist uh, um, or you know being homophobic, being uh, bigoted in some way. And this guy clearly, you know, again, he has a list of ethnic jokes on his board. Um, so it actually is surprising to me that he didn't get him on camera sort of explaining how to tell an Asian joke (laughs) uh, and just sort of highlighted the guy being hacky at comedy rather than also exposing the racism and leaving that in the background. But apparently the actress who plays Christmas Eve and Avenue Q because she was uh, the, the actress who played it in the original you know workshopping version of the play literally had to tell the writers stop swapping all the l's and r's in the script let me do oh the accent oh. write actual oh. jokes i will do the accent you write actual jokes
2: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: that's that's hard i didn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that that is so awkward goddamn um well shit i was about to have a thirst quarter <laughs> For, but now in this bill. Oh yeah, you ever oh, fucking yeah, yeah. Pamela Goddamn is it? Please. Thirst
2: first for, for she oh,
0: yes. Yes, she is a wonderful uh uh plastic Hollywood goddess, <laughs> and I would hear it, nothing, uh, nothing more of it, no, because, like, I feel, like, I remember so much at the time, you know, of course, like, yeah, she's, like, the model player, but, you know, it's always, like, that sort of, like, uh, you know, this chick who's not really, like, fam- we all know she's just famous for, like, being hot and dude. you know, what I- like, that general thing that comes along with anyone who's famous for, like, being attractive or whatever, but it was funny, because I remember, like, you know, when whenever you look into, or, like, or look at interviews or something like that, it's all, like, oh, she's actually, like, a funny, like, like it's that Marilyn Monroe thing, where it's just like I'm pretty sure at the time it was like, oh, the dumb blonde, da da yeah. But it's like as soon as people look back, it's like, like actually she was actually kind of cool. And kinda she smart. has
1: yellow hair and large breasts. She can't possibly right. be
0: intelligent. Right? Yeah. And because I remember watching the show Stripperella, and like that is like my show. If you haven't watched that show, watch fucking Stripperella. That show it's only it was only on for one fucking season, but it's actually kind of hilarious. It was like the perfect balance of like campiness, immature sex jokes, and genuinely like clever moments. And there's guys like, like, uh, great voice acting talents like Tom Kitty and, uh, uh, like, you know, like, even Stan Lee, like, makes a cameo appearance. Oh, and there's one part where, like, Mark Hamill shows up and he's playing someone who isn't the Joker, but he sounds like the Joker. And so it's like, fucking Stripparell is talking to the Joker. It's, it's, it's a gem of a fucking show. Like, if you don't know about it, check it out. Like, it's one of those things that was like, oh shit, like... You know, this person is like actually like a personality that I really like dig, and I want to see more of them. And like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and she show.
1: and she was definitely in on Bora. Yes, which, yes. It which becomes mm-hmm. very important. here Yes,
0: because <laughs> I remember that. Like after I left the, the movie theater, I remember that being the first question I had. Like. Was that okay?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll get yeah. there. But yeah. So yeah. so he he turns on the TV after there's a bit where he doesn't understand how TV works, mm-hmm. and he sees Baywatch and instantly Woo. falls in love with Pamela Anderson. Uh, which can you blame? Yeah.
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> you come to America and then the first thing you see is is, is the is the uh, creme like, de la creme of what America has to offer. That's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and
1: so he well
0: Canada technically, yeah. but uh... oh, right, right, right.
1: yeah, she's one of those. She's one of those stealth canoes. Yes, yeah.
0: but you got famous in America, so uh, like like with Jim Carrey. No, 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 you're Jim American. Carrey you got famous ambires. on a living color. Fuck that, you're American. Uh, yeah. At best, you have dual citizenship.
1: So, um, yeah. So he so he silly falls in love with Pamela Anderson, and um, I, I think does he find out she's in California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He,
0: he asked. What, he asked those feminine. That's what that setup is, right? Yeah, right. He's going. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
1: I forgot that that also happened in New York. He, he goes to interview a group of feminists, and of course the joke is that he's being horribly, horribly yeah. misogynistic. And, and he
0: starts off like, women are not allowed in large groups unless they are in brothel or mass grave. Right. And it's and, like and, that and sort I, of, oh.
1: And I didn't find that one as funny just yeah, no. because, you know, again, again, it's like, you know, you're not exposing anybody's bigotry there, you're just... Be Being misogynistic a, yeah, in front of people who, women who who've had to deal annoyed. with people who
0: are acting exactly right. how you're acting. And
1: the thing is, like, here, these are a bunch of middle aged, white, presumably second wave feminists. There's shit you could get them for. Yeah, like they're probably mm. they're probably not the wokest, you right? Know? Right, for you sure. You could probably expose some bigotry there if you wanted yeah. to, and, and, but but just being like really sexist and yeah. a- and upsetting these feminists because you're being sexist was a little bit of lowing. Yeah,
0: like there's me. one part where you just you know listen up, pussy cat, uh, you need to smile a bit, and it's just like that's just you know like, and well, that's and when and they also, just left. they like, were like, okay, at one I'm
1: leaving. Point, like. He clearly knows they're all women, and he's, like, yeah. talking about... And then he calls one of them an old man, yeah. even though the premise was he already, already knows they're women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, so it, it messes up like, the
0: joke on its own. Yeah, yeah
1: like, I felt like that wasn't the funniest bit, but he finds out from the feminists that... Right, She's she lives in, California. in California. That's where it is. And I think at first he doesn't quite realize where California is, which... I will say people, broadly speaking, a lot of people outside of America genuinely don't understand American geography. <laughs> I think we're all just like, <laughs> can't in, be that big. <laughs> because, you know, because Europe is is pretty, is like yeah. a relatively, you know, like countries right. in Europe are much smaller. For sure. They're uh, basically states compared I, to, I yeah. Lived, I lived in Italy for a little bit and I remember I was getting a haircut in Italy and the person cutting my hair was like, and I, you know, I'm from the East Coast. I've always lived on the East Coast. I've never lived off the East Coast, and and the person cutting my hair was like, "Oh, you're from America? I have a friend in California. Do you know them? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, I. <laughs> you know, but but it is like I think they have um or like, I you know or I. have heard, like, friends say, like, they had, like, European friends say, like, oh, well, I'm coming to New York, so while I'm in, t- while I'm in the country, I'll just <laughs> pop over to California. And, like, no, that's another <laughs> flight. Oh, like, that's, yeah, um, no. Uh... So he very conveniently gets a telegram that Oksana has died. Yes. While walking mm-hmm. his retarded bilo. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Which I am glad. They set it up that, um, that he has a Oh right, because when he's he's talking to the comedy guy, he says, "You know, do you laugh at retarded people?" And he says, "But what if they have a very funny retardation?" Oh my god! And he talks my 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 brother Bilo, a very funny retardation, and he okay, and right. he goes on about um below being and i love that we just he doesn't say he doesn't explain yes we keep him in a cage it's just like he's in his cage and you know and it's just or he, he doesn't even say that he just says you know and my sister you know taunt him and he can't he shakes you said, the bars nah, you no this. and he, um and he the the it's just assumed that of course that's where you keep mentally challenged people right right um and, and again, the joke is not on mentally challenged people. The joke is on this, A, on this backwards Like the idea of
0: treating them that for, way. Yeah. You know,
1: for doing that. But even more so, it's layered because the joke is not on mentally challenged people. And the joke isn't even really on the backwards foreigner who would keep a mentally challenged person in a cage. Hmm. The joke is on the American who just sort of is... Trying to be polite to the person who thinks that you keep mentally challenged people in cages. Right, 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 right. Um, but, uh, but you know, so that's already established. And, and I just the hotel guy just says uh, she was walking your retarded milo and he doesn't. He clearly has no idea what that means. <laughs>
0: He's just like, look, I'm here to read this thing, and, uh... Uh, and
1: then you know, and he. I think he, he looks up and says, I'm sorry for your loss at first, and then Laura right. starts Gives celebrating. Hi- yeah, high, high five. Vibes, and he's just like, okay, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> high five.
0: And he, like, kisses him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's one scene where he goes, oh, okay, so he goes like, uh, there, there's one part that felt, felt like it didn't really go anywhere. The scene where it's like, he goes to New York and goes to the gay pride parade, and then Ow, that like, becomes for- the background for him interviewing this guy who I I had Oh, to the Alan
1: Keyes thing. I think. Yeah, was was it, that in America or was that in New York? or was that after that was
0: in New York because he's a. The idea was that it was a New York, He was in New York, and I went to a prize. Yeah, the Alan
1: Keyes thing was weird because also you know so Alan Keyes. I know very little about Alan Keyes other than that he's a Republican. He ran for. Uh, he ran for president a few times, never got the nomination. Very basically,
0: Herman Cain, conservative clone-looking he's, guy. He's
1: kind of boring. He's just this very like, you know, hello, I'm a Republican. Yeah. And he. Um, it's not a big deal that not... I'm a black
0: Republican, right? <laughs> he's, he's very,
1: as far as I know, he's not particularly bigoted or homophobic or anything. But he, um, he's just sort of sitting there. And, you know, and he was like, oh, you met members of the homosexual. Community. I am not doing it. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know. He's but just he doesn't say it like very like. He's just yeah. like, oh, you, you met members of the homosexual community. And he's just so. I guess it wasn't. He wasn't really joking on Alan Keys, other than that. Here's this very flat, boring guy st- getting confronted with, like, oh, you got fisted, and you don't know what was happening. Yeah,
0: and it's like, but the joke, like, the joke isn't on the homophobic, a homophobic senator or whatever. It seems to be... Because
1: he doesn't seem, like, shocked by it or anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you you were having a gay orgy.
0: Yeah. It it felt (laughs) like one of those things where, but, like, it was setting up like just for the sake of uh, like a movie plot point of having like, oh, isn't it funny that in this other scene I look, with, I look like I'm having gay sex, and then in this other scene I'm revealing that oh, I didn't know. But it's just like there's no real, jo- it's not really like, oh, you got Alan Keys by. Just kind of, right. you then, know, it, like it, it just felt like a throwaway was, scene.
1: Yeah, because Alan Keys is not anybody really worth making fun of. Like he's yeah. not a bad person. Like I even had to look. At, I was
0: like, wait, who is this? Did he do something? Like, yeah, he, <laughs> you know.
1: So he, the joke's not on him. I think it's just it's kind of one of those jokes of like. Saying something shocking to somebody that you know is going to be polite about it, right? Yeah, um, or, and, or
0: someone who has to be polite and, about and it and because also, the idea is that if there is this Republican senator, uh, he probably is pushing for a legislation that is uh, a little, uh, you know, not exactly although, g- thinking again, about. You know, literally
1: what the only thing I know about any platform that Alan Keyes has ever had is lowering taxes. No, that's well. that's literally all I've ever heard of him stand for. Mm. Um, but so I think but again, maybe so, he was trying so I, for
0: something maybe he was like trying to see, like can I get like something huh, out of this guy and made, then it kind of didn't work Maybe he, he was like, like
1: oh a Republican yeah. but the thing is so Alan Keyes just kind of a sounding board there the actual joke is and this is a recurring joke especially with the kissing and everything uh, the joke is on homosocial male behavior mm. in Middle Eastern men. Mm. Because he's, you know, he's kind of quasi-Middle Eastern. Yeah. But um, homosocial behavior in Middle Eastern men that looks gay to us. That is interesting. From yeah, people who are very, very homophobic and would throw a homosexual man off of a building. Yeah. Um, and, and that's like, you know, I mean, in uh, many... Arab countries, it's normal for men to go around holding hands with each other. Yeah, Um,
0: that's the thing. So I I remember even, like, as a kid finding it kind of, like, confusing or, like, it felt, like, inconsistent for him to be, like, you know, I'm trying to kiss everyone like I'm a freaking Bugs Bunny cartoon, but then, mm -hmm. oh, I make a joke about how we don't like the gay, and we throw them out. And I was like, but don't you realize that that looks good? You know what I'm saying? Like, as a kid, that's how Um, I'm, like, looking at it. Yeah,
1: and I I guess that is the joke. But,
0: like, that's kind of the point in the way of, like, Isn't it ridiculous that we have any sort of boundary of, like, saying that someone should be treated weird because of any sort of, like,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it is that sort of, like, you know, okay, we're joking on him because he's doing something that looks gay to us, but also he's homophobic, but then we're still going, her gay. But,
0: like, how many things do we do that, like, uh, you know... We uh, oh would to another culture be interpreted as like oh isn't that, doesn't that look gay or whatever that
1: you know what I'm saying like well and that we're still going her her gay yeah assuming, like that
0: it shouldn't be an issue anyway
1: looking yeah yeah so that was that yeah so so he basically his wife conveniently dies and that actually sets up you know because sort of the initial impetus the the initial sort of setup of the movie is he's. Cultural learnings oh, of America yes. for make a benefit of glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> the right. Full title is yeah. He um,
0: oh, there's a little plot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. They, they,
1: <laughs> you know, we've got the setup of he's going to America to learn about America and interview people to send back to Kazakhstan, but then we have this real driving mission of he's gonna go find. Pamela Anderson, and wow. his job along the way so that his his producer goes along with it. We haven't really talked about the producer yet, have we? Oh, Azamite. Azamite, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I just want to say real quick, Zoe just meowed.
1: <laughs> she, she
0: wants to get... Oh, yeah, gonna, yeah, let her I'm out. I'm going to
1: let her out so she doesn't poop in your room. Yeah, but rodeo. she
0: just had to be a part of the podcast real quick. Yeah, so uh, there's, there, there's Zoe. So uh.
1: anyway...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move uh. on to uh, the, the rodeo scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh Woo! so Mwah! and this is interesting. Okay. So I'm I'm ass- again we're assuming that people who are listening have seen this. He uh he he somehow gets invited to sing the national anthem.
0: Yeah, at a rodeo show in like what, Texas?
1: And I think it was in Texas or I had don't to even know. Autumn what Cowboy it. hats I had because yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so he is and watch it be Oklahoma and Okies get mad. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah, so he, uh, he he actually s- he starts out what, giving what? this little speech where he. Well, saying, no, no,
0: no, I want to remember before okay. that. Before that, go for it. Basically, for the way it. the scene starts is like because I remember I specifically noted it because it starts with that really you know fun, fun sounding Southern guy just kind of talking really jovially right, and, right. and but like immediately just talking about how like you need to shave that mustache you look like one of them terrorists that we need to go hang and kill and da 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 and it's like it's so that like cadence that i recognize as someone like who was born in the south and was around like older you know white guys you know like like as i was listening to him talk it just flashed me back to like oh yeah I remember that older white guy who who thinks he's just being a fun quirky guy, but no, you're actually being really disrespectful to these people, like by well, what you're and, saying, and, you know.
1: And also, he specifically is talking about his ethnic appearance because yes. he's not just saying mustaches because you know there are guys at that rodeo with mustaches exactly. but if it's a red mustache nobody's saying anything. yeah but you look a little brown so right uh, he's specifically saying you look too ethnic and you'd better minimize that
0: yeah exactly uh and um uh what was it uh Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the scene, like, you know, shows you, gives you, like, you know, the country music, and you know, oh, you know where we are now. and uh, But then, like, as it's fading into, like, him having the interview talking to him, we don't see what Borat says to, like, possibly provoke, like, what he's saying next, which I do feel like is a little bit of a cheek like, well, what did he say? But the thing is, it doesn't even really feel provoked, because it's like... He starts talking, and he's saying, like... Like, he's talking what it feels like about normal stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you gotta wear this. And then, like, it just feels like an immediate transition into... And you gotta shave that mustache. You look like a dang Muslim. And and it's like... It just, like, so, like, comes out. But, like... You can tell that from him, he does not look at that in a sort of like, I am a racist person and this is how I show my racism. It's just sort of like a, no, it's commonplace. These people look kind of scary and you can't be looking like them. You know, like.
1: Think of it this way. As, you know, even just a few years ago, we had, you know, anti Obama rumors that Obama was secretly a Muslim, which.
0: Unbelievable.
1: And then the defense that so many people had was no he's not a Muslim, which is true, he's not a Muslim, but it was the fact is that it was somehow acceptable for both sides of this conversation to be like, he's a Muslim, he's bad. No, he's not a Muslim, he's not bad. Yeah, he is actually a (laughs)
0: Christian, which means he's a good person. You know, like one of those fucking things.
1: When of course, you know, and of course a lot of people were saying a, he's not a Muslim, B, even if he were a Muslim, that shouldn't be a problem, but he's not anyway. Yeah, that should you know, be the point. It, like, yeah. The fact, Why is this
0: even a question? <laughs>
1: the fact that Obama is a Muslim was automatically taken as a condemnation or yeah. as like as a, yeah, as, it's a the framing. as a secret shameful flaw. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, as a shameful flaw that either needs to be affirmed or denied. Like right. It needs um, to be you framed know, and that the way. Fact
1: that that was Which immediately big, demonizes
0: that yeah, person. A
1: big open national conversation just a few years ago. It shouldn't be at all surprising that some redneck back in 2004, 2005 whenever this was shot yeah, yeah. said, you know, you look like a dang Muslim.
0: <laughs> yeah, and oh, and then, like, right before the actual scene starts, so he says two offensive things, actually, he says the Muslim thing, and then he, um, so the guy tries to, uh, you know, Borat tries to give him, like, a little kiss before it goes on. He's like, hey, man, don't be doing that right there. Just, you know, don't mess around and do nothing like that, because the people that do the kissing, they float around like this here. Oh,
1: God, it's, and it was that, it was you that You see what I'm thing? saying? It was that thing. Thing that I have specifically only seen middle-aged straight white guys do, <laughs> where they are imitating either gay men or women, and they do the little fucking T-Rex arms. Yeah, they float around like that. There, and and they, they do the little T-Rex arms and bounce their little T-Rex arms around, and that's either supposed to be a woman or a gay guy, and it's so. Fucking cringy. Yes. Like it's not just it's not even like infuriating. It's embarrassing. It's like literally embarrassing to watch It's such a caricature
0: of like, it's like this is what the gay people are like, right? With the
1: frilliness. And it's the fr- right. Fr- fr- it's like even if you do the like wrist thing, you know the wrist thing, it's like when yeah. I think it was Cameron not Cameron Diaz. Who was it? <laughs> no, it was Kate. Um, it was Kate Blanchette, was on camera going, oh gay, and like doing her oh. you, you know the wrist yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what the I'm talking wrist, about. Yeah. You know, like even if you do that, which is problematic, it's less yeah. cringy than this fucking T Rex thing that I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: Um and and but this is the thing is like he then goes overboard even more, like right before it is. He goes, like, because um again, the idea is that. You, 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 Borat sets it up and you knock it down by the dumb shit that you say in response to him. So Borat goes him and goes like, oh, yes, in, no, we're not gay in my country. We we get rid of, we hang the gay. And he's like, yeah, we're trying to do that
1: over here. And it's like, it's like
0: whoa. Who, who's who's
1: we? <laughs> Yeah, what I would exactly. Who's weird? It's like, are you confessing to forming a, a lynch mob? Like, yeah, exactly. Or and, are you saying that you would vote for people who made gay being gay a, a yeah. Capital offense. Like and when-
0: and that's but that's the thing about it though, like the the beauty of that scene to me is how it like reveals the how the true nature of how people how people's racism works, right? You think of it as logic. You think of it as right. Someone like this old white guy who's so set in, like, what, you know, oh, yeah, the blacks are like this, and they are like that, and the gays are like this. Like, he's sort of like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like, it's a joke to him. Like, oh, yeah, no, 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 we don't like the gays. No, no, no. But then as soon as you press it, it's just like, don't you fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, it well, immediately like, goes to I... that darkness it, instead of the, the sort of, like, oh, the freely jokingness that just seems like he's trying to be offensive just because he's just a, you know, a southern guy who just oh he's a simple quirky guy but it's like no there's like and, hatred and, vitriol right underneath the you know, you know and I the mean? thing
1: is like I have to wonder like would this guy actually string a gay man up in a tree and watch I mean, him hang I don't know I literally don't know cause the way he you was know? so
0: flippant about it it was just right, like
1: and it may be that he just doesn't actually think of it in any real terms That's all. or true, it yeah. may be that he literally would who the hell yeah. knows? people have actually lynched people so who the fuck knows um so,
0: and, and this is the part where I where I wrote the I find it funny when we consider the uh, you know w- considering the perspective here you know because Kazakhstan's considered the lesser developed not Western and therefore not civilized nation, but and yet
1: you have people literally saying exactly. oh yeah, we want to also hang gay people
0: exactly. And so, and that's what kind of makes me, you know, I remember I used to hear so much in the 2000s from people who were, you know, principled atheists, Christopher Hitchens, Bill Maher, well, uh, uh, those uncivilized Muslims, uh, are throwing the gays over top of buildings. So shouldn't you, liberal, want to be on my side and, and you know, taking those Muslims out? And it's just like, Okay, well, our country, like, just recently said, uh, oh, fine gay people, you can get married. Like, just a couple of years ago. Like, well, who the fuck and, are we to tell a country not, to straighten up and fly right? And you not, know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, and not <laughs> to mention, like, there are homophobes in every religion. Precisely. There are, there are atheist homophobes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. There are atheist homophobes and homophobes of every religion. So take it because there are some homophobic Muslims and saying, therefore, Islam. And, of course, all exactly. of this is, you know, Kazakhstan is explicitly not Muslim. In, you know, yeah, the, yeah. B- again, Borat bunny ears Kazakhstan. who <laughs> They follow the hawk. <laughs> and they, been, or, so he's at this rodeo. Somehow he's gotten them to say, okay, you can say the national anthem. And he gets in there mm. and he's, he's doing this little speech and he says something like, you know, may George <laughs> W. Bush... Drink rain the blood, fire. rain down fire. May he drink the blood of every Iraqi man, woman, and child. And, and they are still cheering a little bit too much. And they so, so. This is this is interesting. This is interesting. Mm. And we have two versions of this that I've seen, oh. and I don't know. You know, and I think possibly the truth was somewhere in the middle. Possibly the truth is what's in Borat. Uh-huh. Possibly. Okay. So I saw a a news clip. Before Borat the movie came out, this was actually Mm -hmm. after this actually happened. There was a news clip that was like, Hey, this guy was supposed to sing the national anthem and he did this weird disruptive shit instead. Hmm. Um, And in the clip that appeared on the news, Borat says, May George Bush drink the blood of every man, woman, and child. And immediately the crowd starts, Boo, no, boo. In Borat, in the movie, they uh they are cheering when he says that
2: mhm okay they're, sorry they're,
1: sorry they're cheering when he says that and then they boo after he uh starts singing the Ka- the supposed Kazakh national anthem to the tune of the Star Spangled right. Banner where he's saying Kazakhstan is the greatest country in the world all the other <laughs> countries are run by little girls uh he which the actual Ka- Quid- not the Azak- not the actual Kazakh national anthem, <laughs> but the actual Borat Kazakh national anthem that they play at the end that is, is kind of a banger. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's ka- Kazakhstan is the <laughs> richest country in the yeah, world. Yeah, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, number one exporter of potassium. potassium. All All the, other other countries, countries have
0: inferior potassium. potassium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, so, it's so great.
2: Yeah,
0: but, Kazakhstan prostitute the cleanest in the world. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Wait, I, wa- I want to play this uh, clip, see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can hear it. So it's interesting because mm. you could kind of hear for just a second while he's in the middle of seeing that you could hear kind of a no or a boo. And so, I think
0: they like they played that one guy that they cut to like saying yeah real, yeah, real loud to cover so that, that up. So that
1: may have been mm. a fake edit. That may have actually been a fake edit, but maybe there were people cheering. Who knows? What I do know is on the news they they made it seem like everybody immediately started booing vociferously. Yeah.
0: I mean, it doesn't um, look like they're booing behind him, <laughs> you know, like. It doesn't look like it's, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they got their hands cupped so, on their so mouths, that you know, may like...
1: Have been. that may have been a bit of a cheat edit in Borat, actually, mm. yeah.
0: But, um, the way I think it's interesting about it, because, like, okay, they have the quick cut where you don't really see how, like, how things end, and I remember learning that, like, oh, yeah, they had to get... Like, they had to break the fuck out, because, like, they might have been lynched that night. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. but, um... What I think is funny about that is that, like, okay, so, yeah, you know the true story of, like, they had to fucking jet out immediately, but when you see how the actual, like, scene ends, and that sort of, like, okay, yeah, this, this, this bit's over, let's move on to the next bit, is so, I remember watching it in theaters, and it felt fucking poetic when you see the cowboy on the fucking horse Fall- falling oh, with God, the billowingly huge American falls.
1: flag and, and it- just Yes, it, that that was really beautiful. Although the horse person in me is like worried about the horse. True, true. Because horses true. are so weirdly <coughs> delicate, and they're gonna get. So yeah. I Hope the horse is okay. But yeah, but that, yeah, that that just the awkward falling down after that was so great. And,
0: and again, it like it's it's one of those things where like yeah, you if if you look back at it, you can tell it was a thing that they edited to be like oh we need to, we need something that's a boom boom to end right. the scene. It was it, so it was a
1: rim shot. It was yeah, rim yeah.
0: Shot. But at the same time, it's like one of those things is like, it's beyond normal delivery of comedy. And that is like, it's this weird, like, uh, uh, what was I, what did I write down? Oh, yeah, it feels like they com—they just happened to capture this completely non-sequitur moment of the cowboy falling off the horse. But, like, within the context of the film, it's like a visual metaphor for the shame Americans uh, felt as a whole after, you know, we were going going through these wars that, you know, had no real purpose and no real... End. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it kind of, like... You know, that's what it feels like the metaphor for after, you know, him singing the the anthem and then just seeing like, the... You know, I mean, we all know America having the cowboy president at yeah. that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. something sort of, like, visual film language about what they were doing, you know? Especially get, with how like distinct it looks with the huge billowing flag and following so, down. So you know? I
1: actually speaking of visual metaphors, I just noticed right now, uh, because we we've got the still on we we've got oh, this yeah. pause. He's wearing an American mm-hmm. flag shirt and a black hat.
0: Yeah. And
1: he's wearing a villain hat and an American flag shirt. <laughs>
0: God damn it. Yeah. Well I, it, well, I was also just thinking about the man's like, you're technically not even supposed to be wearing like American Oh, yeah. Well, the thing, too,
1: is like all that American flag shit, like American flag bikinis and American flag beach towels and all that, that's violating the flag code. Like, you are <laughs> disrespecting the American flag when you do that. Um, but regardless, yeah, I just picked up on that, that he's basically saying America wears the black hat there. And
0: mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, film Layers. Language. Layers. Uh, yeah. I remember watching the scene with, like, you know, the Jewish couple that they stay at, I, and I remember feeling like, you know, of course, like, at first it feels like, oh, yes, the, joke on, the joke's on them totally. Like, I mean, the joke's on Borat, you know, for being, like, yeah, yeah, anti-Semitic. But then, like, when it shows them as, like, cockroaches, like, that was the moment where it felt like like tipping slightly over to me into, like, oh, I don't know, it's like, 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 a little cringe. That was
1: where it's, like, if we feel like the people who own the B&B are at least a little in on it. They know it's a prank. They mm. can tell these guys are Jewish. Mm. Then it's like, okay. But, you know, it, but it's like, if they weren't, if they were completely in the dark, then it would have been uncomfortable because it would have been like, oh, you, you're you probably mm. making these people feel really unsafe, yeah, you the, know? The,
0: Yeah, the way I felt about it was, okay, yeah, when I saw the two cockroaches, I had the feeling of, like, okay, but are the people who hate these people, like, who hate Jewish people, and they're watching this, like, are, are they laughing at that in like, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's of like, yeah. Oh yeah, that, the scene showing them as the cockroaches, you know what I'm saying? And-,
1: and that's, and that's a question. And that's actually like, this has been an issue with a lot of, uh, comedy that is trying to make fun of bigotry is you have people who are genuinely bigoted who don't get the joke and, and think it's funny because of, you know, and then you have mm-hmm. that sort of like, I think people have finally started to get over that shit and, and
0: everyone should be allowed to but, say every offensive well, thing ever. I wait, got specif- my politics from South Park.
1: <laughs> Specifically, there was this whole thing for a while of hipster racism or ironic quote unquote Ooh, racism, yeah. where there was like a period of a few years yeah. where a lot of sort of white hipsters had this idea that. Just saying something racist Mm. was automatically funny, and also was supposed to automatically be ironic. Like if you just Seth
0: MacFarlane fucking level of humor. Well,
1: because the idea is, I'm a, I'm a. East Coast elite, whatever, I vote blue, I drink Pabst Blue Ribbon, Mm. therefore you know I couldn't possibly be really racist, so when I say, I'm not going to actually say anything racist right now, but like, you know, so, Mm. so when I say, you know, Canadians... Have two separate they parts smell like of Windex. their heads. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. When I say Canadians smell like Windex, you know that I couldn't possibly really think that. So you're just supposed to appreciate that I'm right. being ironic right. and that I'm making fun of real racists. When in actuality, you're literally just saying something racist. Yeah. You're
0: materially just reproducing. Um, the, yeah.
1: You know. And and now people like Sacha Baron Cohen and like Stephen Colbert who were doing actual satire. They're doing actual satire. They're making themselves look bad. Yeah. They're the joke is on them. Borat is not supposed to be somebody that you think is cool. Yeah. You know, and that
0: is part of the problem. Like when you're satirizing people that are dumb, they are dumb. So they're not. You know, it, like okay. So there's that level when people say like, you know, if uh, the people that you're satirizing like it, that means you did a bad job. And that's not necessarily true because like
1: Some, sometimes you can't help it. And yeah,
0: because with Stephen Colbert is like. That felt pretty obvious. And, like, the fact that people, some people didn't get that, I was like, what?
1: Right, and, like, with Borat... Like, you
0: wanted to hear someone who was spouting your shit, and so you actively were, you know what I'm saying, looking over the fact of how obvious it was.
1: Right, and, like, with Borat, I mean, he really hits you over the the head with it, because he's being Mm anti-Semitic, and then he's shitting outside, or he's, like, wearing this ridiculous (laughs) man-keen.
0: He's not cool. (laughs) Right,
1: he's, like, being objectively a buffoon yeah and so one would hope (laughs) yeah that you look at this buffoon and you hear him say women shouldn't be able to vote or let's throw the jew down the well or let's hang gays Mm. and you should go oh this is an opinion that buffoons have
0: precisely precisely the thing that always is interesting to me and we we, we this, did
1: this is this is the uh, the dinner that takes place on Secession Drive. Yes. Ugh.
0: Wow. Uh, the thing that's interesting to me is that um, when people who uh, he's talking to interviews, when they get angry, when they want things to stop. And it's never when you think it is. Yeah. Like, it's it's like...
1: All, it always takes him a
0: little too long. But but it's interesting what the context is. The, the last anyway, straw is always right?
1: something weird. It's always something yeah. that seems so, like way less like...
0: Yeah, but in the context of this, is like, okay, he's saying all these offensive things. He's calling he, it, he one he of them ugly.
1: He brought a <laughs> bag of shit into their dining room. He literally bought... He literally brought a bag of food Feces <laughs> into their dining room, and but and then the lady goes and helps him yeah, and tells him how yeah. to wipe his butt. And I'm like, "Oh, that's fine." Oh, uh,
0: okay. <laughs> but when
1: he brings a black woman in, a
0: black woman, like, and and I uh, like. Retroactively, I remember afterwards thinking, like, well, we knew she was a prostitute, like, in the narrative of the film afterwards. So it was like, oh, well, if you're bringing a prostitute, that, oh, that might be good. Kind of, but, like, no, when he introduces her, they don't know. She's just he, a black he woman. He just
1: says, my friend. And it's yeah. like, okay, she's wearing a crop top and a yeah. mini skirt and... But, you know, whatever. So she is a... Like, it might be summer. It's
0: fucking the South. <laughs> right. Summer,
1: so a somewhat scantily clad black woman... He literally brought shit into the room and this woman decides that telling a grown ass man
0: right who's
1: white and I, grown telling a grown ass white man how to wipe his own butt yeah. after he brought his own shit into the place where she eats that's acceptable is more acceptable <laughs> than a black woman in a crop top
0: in just being in the house
1: just being like her. it was and so fascinating was how so, quickly they were just shutting shit she, down and she was also like the thing is, she didn't you, say anything! She didn't she, do anything yet! That's the thing. It's like, if you had like, a woman who was, like, another comedy actor coming in and also acting like Borat and being wow. offensive.
0: Yeah, I mean, she is but, a comedy actor. That's the thing. But she, I mean, she, like... Was, yeah, wait, was, she's was Lunelle. she an
1: actress? Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't know if she was, like, actually a sex worker. Yeah,
0: because I've seen her from other uh, comedies. She oh, did, like, I didn't cat know she was. But Yeah, so I knew who she was. She but again... Like, like,
1: if, like, like, if she was, like, also acting over the top... And, yeah, like, writing, like coming like, in, you know... was strip tease or whatever. Exactly. No, she's just... Sitting there being completely sweet and polite. Yeah. And that's the thing. Oh my God. That's what gets you is that he's being so offensive and over the top. And they were like, oh, he's so charming. And we can teach him how to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we can she civilize comes him. She being the sweetest ray of sunshine you could fucking imagine. And her being there is what makes them get mad and throw him out.
0: That that was insane. And it was, like, it was so quick how they went from like... Oh, you're shitting things? Well, we'll have to teach you how and to do it. And then, yeah, when she shows up, <laughs> it's just like, um, we, uh, well, we were having a dinner party, and but we be, don't know uh, nah, nah, nah. what's
1: happening here. And yeah. her being sweet and polite who, to live on people who fucking named their private drive Secession Drive. For Jesus she's fucking Christ's sake. being polite to them. Yeah. Yeah, oh, And they're
0: God. like, get out, we're calling the sheriff. Like, it was just yep. like, yep. It, it got, again, the things that like, this is what makes you mad? A no. black person? Oh, m- well, maybe if she was serving you some tea, it would be okay uh-huh. for her to be in the yeah. house. And
1: then she, and then, you know, and then they go and show him having just a fantastic time with her It afterwards. was actually
0: and such a, like, it was it
1: such... Was, that was such a breath of fresh a air. A
0: weirdly sweet moment of, like, like, and you're still laughing because Sacha Baron Cohen is funny, so you're laughing at him being like, oh, you know, I don't know how to talk to this girl. You know, like, you're laughing at the silly sweetness of him. Yeah, that was just, that was a
1: really nice moment because you You're seeing, and and I've said this, you know, Borat is so cringy and it's it's supposed to be cringy. It's cringe humor. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. And yet that scene that immediately follows this stuffy, boring dinner party with these awful people. Mm. And then he goes to this bar and Lunell's riding on it. On a, uh, on a mechanical bull yeah. and he's riding a mechanical bull and they're drinking and the people in the bar are dancing with them, and they're doing honky-tonk and they're having fun and everybody's being nice and having a fun time and right. laughing with them. And it's like, it was really... And this is, I think, about midway through the movie. I think this mm-hmm. is like about halfway through the movie. yeah. yeah about. And it was very nice to get... Because I think it's the only scene that is... It, until the end, it's the only scene... That is pleasant. And it was, I think, very strategic that you've been cringing and cringing and cringing. And you get this moment of just getting to watch Borat have fun with nice people. Yeah, yeah. For just a few minutes.
0: And of course, it's supposed to be like, you know, like within the context of the movie, it's supposed to be like, and here is, you know, we got to give you a little bit of a romance, something like going on. But it a, is nice how it's incorporated in that bit nice way. of a way.
1: romance. And then also just, um, and then just like. Yeah, but it gives the audience a break. Structurally, Absolutely. it gives the audience an emotional break. And then after that, he goes to her house, which she, the her house is the cutest fucking house. <laughs> I love her house so much. I love the lawn decorations mm-hmm. and the porch decorations. Oh, my God, she has the cutest little house. And so he drops her off at the door. And it's also nice. It's like, yeah, she's like, it's very also nice that this woman who's, you know, presented as a sex worker Right, and she's just got this nice, cute little house, and she's a nice person, and she's polite. And she's yeah, you don't feel like
0: she's being played as a joke. Like,
1: right, it's like it's not like she lives in some skeevy weird den. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know and he drops her off and it's like you know he's dropping her off at her door after a nice date and he's like you know my heart belongs to someone else and she's like oh okay that's fine right I'm right like, yeah. yeah you know and it's just such a sweet moment and then we get back to the, <laughs> to oh, the cringe
0: Look, then so, we get back to
1: the cringe oh boy
0: the civil war museum no this isn't cringe this is beautiful the you, so we go to the, wait, the, the little wait, c- the civil, yeah are you
1: telling me the antique shop
0: yeah because it's right after that it happens right, right after that
1: it's an it's an, an antique shop. Oh, oh it's no, not even- it's
0: an antique shop. But outside, it says Civil War Museum. Oh,
1: it does. Say yeah. That.
0: Oh, it calls itself I, a little museum, I and miss- you go inside. It I, says, "Yeah, per- we're just protecting our heritage." That's, that's what it really says.
1: weird. I did. I missed- oh yeah. I somehow missed that it was a museum, and I thought it was just an antique shop where they were. Selling it just kind
0: of look yeah when you go in, and just like, looks- but you have to pay attention to what it says right outside. Because like. The idea is that they are framing this a certain way. Like, we feel that this is history, and you need to respect this history. Uh, so this is, you know, us protecting our heritage by keeping all these, you know, fucking uh, man Moreland, goddamn uh, uh, blackface figurines from the 1910s or whatever the fuck well, they are Well,
1: and, and also, like, <laughs> the thing that is so infuriating about that is that kind of thing should be in museums in a particular context where it's like, here's this horrible thing. Yeah. Here's what was going on. Here's why that was so particularly yeah, exactly. horrible. Here's what this was about. Here are the real people who were affected by that. Like, that shit, this shit does need to be in museums. It doesn't need to be glorified. That, and, and that is exactly doing, what they're doing they're, and they're acting and, like they're and not. And I'm sure any museum, any actual museum curator, you know, which is a job that people, like, actually study for. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure any actual museum curator would be like, fuck you for calling your little fucking gift shop a museum exactly you know because an actual museum has, would have placards have
0: information has, has...
1: and and you know stuff like researched by historians and put together in a really thoughtful and particular way yeah um and yeah this is just a fucking gift shop with a bunch of confederate flags and racist memorabilia
0: but again it's trying to frame itself in the idea of oh but it's a museum see and that's why you need to respect it
1: right And he breaks a bunch of China. Woo! I fucking love it. Which, you know... Break that fucking shit. And the thing is, like, (laughs) I could easily see an alternate version of this scene where it's not in a racist shop, and it's just an ordinary, you know, little antique shop, and it's just this awkward... Borat bull
0: in a China shop. Bull in a China shop,
1: just breaking stuff, and that would just be cringe humor. That would just be like, oh, isn't it awkward that he broke all this stuff? And that would have just been lame. But... You know, But the fact is, here he is smashing and destroying <laughs> a bunch of Confederate memorabilia, <laughs> but under the guise of him being just this bumbling ah, awkward it. idiot. I love it's, it! It is no, 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 no. It is good. And then it ends up being gold? like, God, what is all this? And then it's like, oh, he's got to pay for all this. And it's like, what, a hundred bucks or something? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's like 250 bullied. bucks. <laughs> it's like all of that shit amounted to like just so Yeah
0: brief. Bitch you know no, no one's gonna buy That fucking bullshit <laughs> You know But yeah I wanted to fucking Blast some goddamn New metal that... When I was here Some fucking ignorant yeah. shit Some fucking <laughs> and I was like Yeah wow. Fucking tear it down There was one part Where he's like You know Flailing all around And there's a part Where like There's a, va- a vase Or a, uh, a lamp or something oh, that's the, the something. Lamp. And and it looks and like it's about to fall on his head, but it just like happens to catch like the guy's arm and falls to the side. And I was yeah. Like, like, Yeah, I was worried for his safety. Like you said,
1: there were a few parts of this movie that teetered into jackass territory. Yeah, this been
0: sacrificed for his art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh my God, that was woo.
1: <laughs> we forgot to mention, but early oh, yeah. on, he's already oh, in love my God. with Pamela Anderson. I feel like they must have set this up where they provided the the book. yeah yeah definitely because um, otherwise it would have been too much of a coincidence. But they're they're at this yard sale outside of a big suburban house and poking through stuff. And he's like this lady who owns this huge McMansion. And he's going like, I will buy your wares, gypsy. Do not <laughs> curse me. you know? Do
0: not uh, try to trick <laughs> me. He, um... Swear on the eyes of your child that you were
1: uh... right. <laughs> and of... it's and it's again you know I. In case anybody doesn't know this and doesn't need to, you know, in case right, anybody needs right. to be told this, gypsy is actually a slur. Didn't like, know that for the longest you know, time. Yeah, yeah. because...
0: because the, again, it, it, when it's part of the language, right, yeah, people I'm don't like, talk oh, I, I got gypped and... Like, uh, yeah. Right,
1: like, it actually is a slur. Like, the Romani are an actual oppressed ethnic group. Yeah, it's the Roma people, um, right, right? Like, if right, you're referring to them, Right, yeah. like, like they're Roman, a, they yeah. are an actual oppressed ethnic group. Um, and uh, and because so that's how it goes, and so that Borat being like wary of gypsies is actually you know, it's the same sort of gag as the anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure well, how many I people mean, picked up on that.
0: Well, let's, I mean, because like, let's just call it what it is and what it always feels like, you know. uh, uh, a group of people living within a certain country or, or people who are from a certain country has another group of people that are from out, outside of their country come in and, well, you guys are doing things a certain way. And we don't like that you're doing that. So so you, it's your fault if things are going bad. And, it, you know, like, it's such a fucking universal goddamn thing. Like, you... We watched Fiddler on the Roof recently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. And it was quite the film to watch right before watching Borat. Because, like, yeah. like literally, the, <laughs> the last time I'd watched Fiddler on the Roof was, like, as a kid, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, you know... we and watched, time we the watched
1: it with a bunch of Jews. Exactly. Well, well were like by inspiring. a bunch, I mean me and my wife. Well,
0: but at the same time, it was such, like, it was a really, like revealing experience because as a kid you know i remember seeing the scene where they you know they're dancing all in the bar and all that sort of stuff i got no context it just seems like hey things are going yeah. good but Russ, then i remember you like telling my me my
1: wife and i are sitting there like oh God, yeah like oh those are the good. russian soldiers that are gonna yeah. fucking fuck shit up and, later at the pogrom
0: and it's so like you know getting the extra added context of like what these sons of bitches like you're chilling with these people like you're all cool knowing that you're like don't, you're treating them like trash you know
1: or, or like um you know Hava's falling in love with the, the Gentile Russian boy, mm. um, you know, and her father disowning her over it, um, mm. without context, it's just, right. oh, he's being mean. As a kid, that's how I felt, yeah. He's being mean, and he doesn't have an open mind, and he just blah, 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 but it's like, okay, but imagine your daughter comes home with the son of the, KK, of the KKK Grand Wizard.
0: Right, right. You know, and
1: maybe he's a nice kid, maybe he doesn't approve... But just imagine your initial reaction when your daughter comes home with the son of the Grand Wizard. Yeah, and
0: also with the added context of what was happening. Before that movie, that is a beautiful film that you should watch. But uh, the point is, like, seeing that that film and then having all the added context and then going to see a movie like Borat, which is like, this is the manifestation of uh, all that bigotry in terms of, like... It, like, like, literally, I'm, I, I watched Fiddle on the Roof. I got to see this poor person's story of like, look, we just don't want to be fucking bothered. We're just doing our goddamn thing. And then it's like, and then you see how, uh, uh, like, different dominant cultures like to treat other people it, through the framing of this movie and how they treat them. I'm like, yep, yeah, they're all of our problems. If we just got rid and, of them, right. if we just got rid of this.
1: And the Roma are villainized for. Basically, a lot of the same reasons. Yeah, if you watch Carmen, the uh, the Jews are. It's very uh, uh, for for a lot of the same reasons. The Jews are because you've got a group of people who have a different culture than the dominant culture, who don't tend to own land. In the Jews' case, because Mm. we weren't allowed to, but you know, don't own land, are not allowed are barred from a lot of professions, are different, and have to do. Looked down upon professions in order to survive, mm. like banking in the case of the Jews, mm-hmm. and money lending, or you know, tink, you know, tinkering, like mess, you know, mending pots and pans and things like that. um Are forced to do things like that, and then it's like, oh, you're not trustworthy and you're money grubbing. Yeah, and, and then it's always, oh, the Jews blah, blah, do this, blah. the Jews
0: do that. It's like you literally didn't give me another option but to do this, and now right. you're stereotyping me for doing this. It's like what the fuck.
1: Right, so um, so I'm not sure how many people actually picked up on the stuff that the gypsy stuff in Borat is similar right. to the throw the Jew down the well yeah. stuff.
0: I think it's like it was slightly more downplayed. Like I think if you watch the show, you might pick up on it better. But like, yeah, it's not played up on as much. Where again, it feels like well, I guess in America we don't have as much of the context of like specifically well, because, hating Roma people,
1: right? Be- yeah, because they
0: haven't invaded our land or whatever.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because there are Roma people. Yeah, but in not America, in the same. Yeah, but it's not the same culturally. Like my, uh, you know, like I've. We known, don't have
0: anything culturally that we can I, demonize before in I America known, right
1: now. <laughs> I have known, like, I've had friends who've said they've talked to European people who are like, "Oh yeah, I hate them. Like, I hate them. They they're thieves wow. and blah blah blah." Just openly basic, saying that
0: the Mexican people of America, in the sense of like, yeah,
1: in in some ways, yeah, wow. actually, they're treated a lot yeah. of the ways that undocumented Shit. immigrants. Are. God, um, right. So Anyway uh, <laughs> All Around the World the same song uh. yeah, so, <laughs> Racism and <laughs> Um But so He he gets this booklet of Pamela Anderson from the yard sale And fast forward He comes out of the shower and finds <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> Or comes out of the bath oh, Actually God. he's been taking a very luxurious <laughs> bath And he finds His producer uh, jerking off In bed to It's weird actually it's like he's not He's it's, It doesn't look like he's looking at it and jerking off. He's like using it to cover his his junk while he's jerking it's off. So um, and Borat, you know, he's naked. He's just gotten out of the bath, and he he's just seriously serious. yeah leaps on his producer, and they start right wrestling naked Woo! and oh god like the part that really made me cringe is the nipple biting oh! he he's like biting yes! I'm, I'm sure he was not actually biting his nipple <laughs> but he, he pretends to bite his nipple and he's like biting his nipple really hard oh my god. and then of course you know the the worst part is he ends up with his ass in the, produ- in, in the producer, in, who's a very large man and very hairy, oh my and he god. ends up with his face right in the guy's ass crack, which is very hairy.
0: This man, this
1: very hairy ass give crack. This
0: man is fucking warm. Oh
1: my god! And I even like I read an interview with Sasha Baron Cohen where he was like he had not showered. Like this was here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing to me, if I was doing this scene, and I knew it was going to happen, and I was in Sasha Baron Cohen's position, I would have been like, all right, man, you were going to wax that thing? You were going to wash it? You were going to douche? You were going to make it so clean I could eat it? Like, you were going to do, like, porn, like, Porn prep for this is right. gonna, like, gonna be washed and it is gonna be lemony fresh, but no, yeah. he apparently wow. had not showered for oh weeks God. and he's got this dank, hairy ass crack. And oh, Sasha, my God. the method I'm like, actor, I'm about to gag. Yeah. So, so, so poor Sasha Baron going had his face in there and he was like, I couldn't breathe. Oh, I couldn't breathe no. And there was a point where he was like, I'm gonna either have to inhale this guy's ass crap or I'm gonna die. And so he just inhales, Dora, and oh God, oh God, oh God. And and I didn't read that interview until after I had watched Bora the first time, and so now going back and watching that scene, with that information in my mind, oh Oh my my God. God.
0: So yeah, so this fight scene, there's a part where he literally takes uh, the camera and hits Azamat with it, which is a great, just like, little, like, you know, just making a movie breaking the fourth wall sort of yeah. <laughs> and then the
1: they, they wrestle and chase their way down the hall oh, right. and break they go tunnel. into the
0: elevator they go into the elevator which is a great little mini gag because it's like <laughs> and they're, they're fighting and then they get in the elevator and they're like oh we have to be all proper yeah and oh it's, yeah it's yeah. just panning around to everyone and it's like what in the
1: Fuck. And then they and then they bust out get into out. the ballroom and there's some kind of yeah. big formal uh, dinner uh, okay. going on. I
0: saw it said the mortgage brokers' annual meeting.
1: Yeah, so there's like a big formal dinner going on, and and, and I, they and they in the ballroom and they're just crashing yeah. through naked. Oh
0: my lord! And it, like immediately, personnel like yeah, get the fuck. <laughs> but it was just and apparently I remember reading something about like these are like basically some of the people responsible for what would eventually be like what would happen with the wall street crash and shit like that Mm -hmm. like these are those people you know so it's just like (laughs) shoving two naked guys wrestling in their face for no fucking reason just fucking just to fuck with them you know um but yeah i do absolutely love that moment in the elevator where it's like you think everyone else has gotten off and then like the camera slowly pans and you see one guy who looks just like red and just like furious just like (laughs) Like, uh, I didn't ask for this shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, just the fact that they're, like, they act all calm and cool. And then when they get out the elevator... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's such yeah. a great Looney Tunes moment, you know? Moment. Yeah, and that's what
1: separates it from something where it's just the gag aspect. Right, right. It's the heightening the, of the joke. It's not just the shock value of wrestling naked in public. It's, it's the... <laughs> the it's, fact
0: that they stop. The fact that they yes, continue. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's
1: the beauty of it. Yeah. So um, so they separate after that fight, and Azmat <laughs> leaves and takes everything with him, and so Borat is left destitute, and I think that's when it gets picked up by the uh, the cart full of frat yep. guys.
0: Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I remember wow. this was like in a mo- in a scene in a movie full of scenes where everything just felt like it was going up and, up and up and up and up. This was like the sort of like big fallout. If
1: you did not speak English and you were watching the scene or if the scene were in a language you didn't speak and you're watching the scene, it's so nice because you you just see like he's getting this oh, yeah. he's getting the pep talk, right? They're being like they're being bros, they're supporting yeah, uh, him. Pamela Anderson, she,
0: she has sex better. with other people. Like that's you know, that's his sort they're, of a... like,
1: making him feel better. Yeah. And yet they're yeah, so basically what happens is they find out that he's heartbroken over Pamela Anderson or that he's trying to chase Pamela Anderson. They show him a, a sex tape of the her, The sex tape of her. Was that- was that, that like a, fucking
0: dickhead Tommy, whoever the fuck, dude yeah, was from- Yeah, uh, was
1: that a leaked sex tape?
0: Uh, Yeah, I believe so.
1: So Yeah, so they show her a sex tape- They show him a sex tape of her, and he has his heart broken, and they give him a pep talk of, like, you don't- Don't let a woman, you know, well, this guy- Don't let like, any
0: bitch to find you.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because- at the end, this guy who's clearly just, like, drunk as a skunk yeah. is trying to... He goes, don't ever let a woman... <laughs> and then he's, like, pausing and he can't think what to say. And then he finally, eventually goes, like, make you who you are or something like
0: that. And he's <laughs> it like, just, I mean, I, you know, I guess that's, that's the best type of advice he could give. And it's <laughs> the thing is, it's like,
1: if you just tweaked it a little, it's like, if you had these guys being like, like, come on, man, like... Don't, you know, you don't even know her. You don't need to, like, be exactly. heartbroken over her. Don't worry about it. She's like, you do you, man. Like, it could have been so positive, and yet, except it's, so much of this specific marking of um, don't let fueled. a woman...
0: Right. Like, <laughs> so much
1: of this was clearly fueled by misogyny.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, especially earlier when was like, you know, he says, uh, yeah, it's... You uh, you uh, you have women as slaves in your country, and it's like no, they, no, but uh, you know. Oh yeah, wish yeah. We they, they
1: definitely say they wish they could have women as slaves. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like. Well, it's, I mean, because
0: I think it's funny because, like, throughout the whole movie, you're seeing older people being racist, right? It's it's specifically like the 50 year old cowboy-looking well, guy. You know what I mean? In
1: this case, it's calling out the misogyny. But true, and this true, is, true. Um, and this is what I think was interesting is like you know you had what I thought was a pretty mm. weak scene with the feminists in New York, where it's okay. like there are all. kinds Of things that are wrong with white second wave feminists. Right, right. But rather than going after any of that, he just is sexist to a bunch of feminists and makes them angry. Surprise, surprise. Um, But here he is exposing, you know, this particular, like, young, young, affluent white frat culture of these guys.
0: With the polo t shirts being
1: so misogynistic. Like, not just.
0: It was so openly so. That's the thing Not, that was just, like, shocking. Like, just... Here's
1: the thing, because I think we see a lot of, in pop culture, you know, there's a lot of the, you know, sort of, like, frat bro, like, objectifying, like, oh, yeah, I love checking out women. I yeah, love, right. You know, I Hot love... Slim chi- pieces. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> yeah, there's this, like, there's this one, there's this one card, every time we play Cards Against Humanity, there's this card... <laughs> That it always comes up, and we all have to do like our best frat boy. Was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> guys, the hot slam pieces are over at Delta Phi It's time to commit operation, and then you know that would be the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: anyway, so we see like I feel like in pop culture we see a lot of this like watered down version of it, where it's just kind of sexist and kind of objectifying. Yeah, he's dopey. He doesn't and, like, know
0: what's going it's kind on. Of, like,
1: oh yeah, like I, you know, oh girls, or you know, I like girls sucking my dick or whatever, but. But this is like these guys are literally saying they wish they could keep women as slaves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I feel like that is this was important because I think with okay you know what it reminds me of is um Tracy Morgan
2: okay
1: uh at one point he was doing a stand-up comedy act and he said and this was while he was on 30 Rock he was doing stand-up comedy somewhere and he said something like if I had a son who was gay I would beat him to death I would kill him Ugh. Right? Like he literally said that he would
0: and Kevin Hart had a similar joke. Yeah.
1: Like. well, so so Tracy Morgan said he would kill his child mm-hmm. if his child were gay. Which happens. It's not fucking funny. Parents That's the thing. do yeah. kill their kids for being gay. So that happens. He's on 30 Rock at the time, and 30 Rock's like, okay, we have to address this somehow. So they write it into the show where Tracy Jordan, the fictional character played by Tracy Morgan, is doing stand-up comedy. He says, man being gay is stupid what's the point if i was gay i'd just sit at home and look at my own dick or something like that and it's like and and then people get really mad and protest and protest the show and it really pissed me off because i'm like okay you know what The reason people are mad is because Tracy Morgan literally said, even if it was a joke, he literally said he would murder his child for being gay, which is something that actually happens. That's not fucking funny.
0: Yeah, it's like it's the sort of And people
1: get mad at it, and then when you water it down and you present it as he said this kind of dopey, stupid thing that I guess could be construed as homophobic, and people got all mad at him. Right. And when you present this watered down version. Version of it people forget that violent homophobia is what's actually the problem yes here. And okay it, uh, uh, what, like, and so what oh. it reminds me of is when you present as frat culture in pop culture when we present frat sexism as being this watered down like girls are hot and i like to look at them and i like having sex with girls mm. blah 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 when you present that watered-down version and say, and then feminists get, get all mad at frat boys,
2: yeah.
1: when I think it's so important to show the actual shit that people are yes. upset about, and <laughs> that's what he does here.
0: Yeah, and because uh, I-, I think I was actually talking, uh, so sort of like, you know, in the 90s, there's, like, all these comedy movies where they'll have, like, comedy movies obviously written by white guys, where they have a black character who's, like, oh, angry about racial injustice. But when, like, you actually listen to, like, what they wrote, it's, like, them obviously, like, it's obviously written by a white guy who doesn't really know what the issues are, so he's just making this black it's, guy going into hysterics it's, over nothing.
1: Right, it's always, like, you know, they've always got, like, Chris, Chris Rock being, like, oh, why the that lamp got to be black? Exactly, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and J.A.N.T. on the Bob, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, uh, uh, Sesame Street didn't have enough black people on it or something like that. Uh, uh, even though, again, right. like Sesame Street yeah, was it's, made for it's more. Like, it's, but, it's, uh,
1: and, and then it's by doing that, even though it's supposed to be it's just supposed to be a joke. It's and just a, comedy a joke, of, you know. It's yeah. supposed to just be a comedy of mistaken yeah. intent. But it reinforces but a certain it's, ideology. It's reinforcing this idea that black people who are angry about racism, mm. or women who are angry about sexism, or gay people angry about homophobia, are basically just overreacting to nothing.
0: Yeah. It's okay. So there's two ways I feel like you can frame this, like a, a certain like offensive on purpose, but like. How do you perceive what this character, especially someone like Borat, is doing? There's the one where it's like, he's doing something offensive, like, he's saying something that's uh, uh uh outrageous. Isn't it crazy that someone would be this racist? That's funny that someone is being that, like, obviously over-the-top racist. Because that's not what you're supposed to be. What an asshole. What an mm-hmm. uh, all an person. And these but guys then actually
1: meet him. They match well, him.
0: Yeah, but because then there's the other side, which is, isn't it outrageous what he's saying? Isn't it outrageous that he's saying what I wish I could say? You know what I'm saying? It's that Donald Trump thing. Like, I remember all throughout when he was, like, you know... uh, when it was like, oh, it would be ridiculous if he if he ever really got there. But I remember having one or two of my more Republican-leaning friends that were like, yeah, but, you know, he's just kind of saying what he's thinking, you know? And then, you know, isn't it nice that he's... You know, it's yeah. that sort of, like, I it's remember- like, humor to a certain type of person is saying what I wish I could say. Yeah, I, I remember you know, like
1: 2016, before the election, my sibling and I were... Uh, somewhere in Georgia I don't remember where we were exactly but we were sitting somewhere in Georgia and we were talking about the election I think and said something about Trump and this woman sitting near us looks at us and she goes just goes and there's this horrible like she she, she just there was something really nasty in the way she said it she goes I like Donald Trump because he says what I want to say. And we just kind of like side eyed her and ignored her. But I just, I, I really that, wish that's that the I'd biggest, her, most like, clever way of being subtle. What is it that you want to say? What is it that you, want exactly. to say that you, you can't say?
0: <laughs> exactly. You know? Again, it's the biggest way of being it's subtle, like, and bigots are stupid, so they don't realize. Yeah, exactly.
1: You just said it. You know, yeah, like, exactly. just said it. Um, but yeah, it, so yeah, those frat guys were just absolutely horrifying. But. In a sick, twisted way, they're this sort of positive, um... They're this <laughs> yeah. sort of, like, positive Reinforcement, catalyst. yeah. Well, like, they're a positive catalyst to him because they get oh. him sort of out of the dumps and like, Okay, whatever. How, why should I care? I'm gonna do my thing. And he, I think at that point, manages... To get to... We never even mentioned the mail truck or the bear. Oh, the yeah, house. and the
0: ice cream. <laughs> they, or uh, ice cream the truck. ice cream truck and the bear.
1: <laughs> up until this point, they have been traveling in an ice cream truck with a bear, with a literal grizzly bear. <laughs> and, I don't know where they got the bear.
0: And that was one of those scenes where it like it took me out of the moment of like, Okay, I know this isn't really happening, right? Like, as a kid, I'm watching the movie, like, wait, how the, what, was that real? Did, was that bear, real? I you know? feel like the bear yeah. was a
1: little bit too surrealistic. Exactly.
0: It's such the jump the shark moment, because especially he, when you see the kids running up to. It's like, okay, well, I know that didn't happen. You know, like,
1: because you know that this guy would not in real life have exactly. been able to acquire a grizzly bear, a tame grizzly bear. Like, you know, Hollywood was involved in that. Exactly. But, yeah. So, anyway, so I don't, he doesn't have the ice cream truck or the bear at this point. He's on his own. And I think that's pretty much he manages to get to Hollywood shortly after that, right?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember what happens after this point. So because he he gets to Pamela Anderson eventually, he, but
1: well, so he he's in Hollywood and he's walking around the um I can't remember what this area is called in Hollywood. a man's Chinese like theater. The, that's yeah, what yeah, it. yeah. The with all the uh, the people dressed up as characters mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was I will say so. I keep forgetting his name, the producer. Azamat. Azamat. I, I, so, Azamat's Charlie Chaplin thing. Oh, was yeah. Actually, so good that for a minute, I was like, oh, look at that guy giving him the shady side eye. That guy's <laughs> uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I didn't recognize him at first. So, Azamat's there dressed up as Charlie Chaplin and spots Borat and is like looking all s- sketchy and. and uh and you know jumpy and uh Borat sees him and runs up to him, and then they they reconcile and um and they they sort of come back together, and he says something about like you know his producer being dressed as Hitler because you know <laughs> uh and yeah, and I think it's pretty soon after that that he finds out Pamela Anderson's doing a oh, signing yes, of yes, some yes. kind. And this is the bit where it's very good to know that Pamela Anderson was in on yeah. the joke. Yeah,
0: because I remember like why Because c- again, all throughout the movie, you're always going like, "Did that really happen? Did this happen? Like, okay, that looks too ridiculous. That couldn't have happened." But this scene is one of those like, "What? She has to like, cause because that's the only if, other like, because otherwise, this guy needs to get the shit beaten right. out of <laughs> him." Because, like, if-
1: Pamela Anderson had not known about this in advance and been in on the joke, this would have been legit traumatizing for her. Yeah, exactly. Like, Some random this dude. Would have oh Lord. Like, not even joking, this could have potentially given her PTSD if she had not known about it in advance. Yeah. Because essentially, so he
0: um Yeah, he says, uh he get he presents her, he he's has, waiting in he line. He has
1: made her A sack. Mm -hmm. He has made her this...
0: A wedding sack. This decorative
1: (laughs) embroidered sack... And he presents it to her and asks her to marry him. Yes. And she politely says no. She like, just goes, no no thanks, like smiling, looking uncomfortable but being polite. Yeah. And then he goes, like, he says something your, like, Your well, consent
0: is not required. Your <laughs> consent
1: is not required. <laughs> and he slams the bag over her head, puts her in the sack and tries to carry her off. Oh, and then, man. of course, as would be expected, her bodyguards tackle him and he gets arrested and he gets thrown yeah. to the ground and cuffed. And...
0: But, but the absolute best part happens is when he says, Pamela, I don't love you
1: anymore anymore
0: not That's, that, was <laughs> that a, everyone that was died great, in the theater that, that was such a great callback <laughs> and it's like oh we finally got how to
1: do the joke yeah right <laughs> but, um,
0: um it's like and again i we're not gonna have enjoyed it more the first time if, if i wasn't instead like having that u- uneasy feeling of like
1: is it okay that yeah. you did that? Yeah. And then through, through, uh, through a little movie magic, he doesn't go to jail for next <laughs> right. 10 years.
0: Right. Uh,
1: and he realizes the lesson that, even though he did say not, he realizes <laughs> his lesson that he shouldn't have been chasing after Pamela Anderson when Lunell was his true love all along. Exactly. And he goes back yeah. and he gets Lunell. So then we get this nice little coda that is back in Kazakhstan. He's returned to Kazakhstan. He is remarried to Lunel. Um, and she looks absolutely fucking adorable. Oh, yeah. She looks great. A uh, little Russian Eastern European looking media. Yeah. She looks very cute in that. And he is, uh, and he is uh, just living it, living his life. He has brought back some some technology mm. from cultural America. Cultural learnings. <laughs> and some cultural learnings from America. Um, but essentially he's gone back to life as usual with a new wife that he likes much more, who's a lot nicer than Oksana. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And happy ending.
0: Yeah, that's basically, uh, the movie. That is the movie. Uh, uh and it is, it still holds up, like I said. Uh, <laughs> Borat shitting at Trump Tower. It's the automatic classic. Yes. Like, you, you could have just showed and, that scene <laughs> at, at this point, so, point.
1: Like, I, it's interesting because... I think because it was it became instantly such a huge cultural touchstone um it somehow morphed into something more polished and produced in my mind mm-hmm. and remembering like no this was legit like guerrilla filmmaking yeah, for and sure. this was very unpolished and even the rough edges and the things like you know, the stupid joke with the feminist thing where he calls one of them an old man and it's like, well, that contradicts the other joke and it doesn't quite work. Like, having those moments that don't work in a way just makes it all the better because it's like, yeah, this was this thing that miraculously... Pulling
0: this together, together. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember somebody said, like, every movie is a miracle, you know? Like, just being able to put something together. Every movie is a
1: miracle and this movie is a particular miracle.
0: Yeah, exactly. It is something... Honestly, maybe, like, a type of movie like most people don't really see like the only parallel to this would be a jackass type of movie where there is no real narrative but like you are watching to see like oh what's going to happen but this right. is like
1: And this has a narrative yeah. while also being improvised and it's And it also
0: has a point like it's not just random you know right yeah. it's
1: not just there to be funny and it's interesting because I guess technically this was Sacha Baron Cohen's sophomore effort because yeah. you had Leg in the house first, hmm. but because it was so different and it was the first of its kind, it was the first movie that he was doing with that Leg G show style interview format, um, it really feels like a debut, like a really brilliant yeah. debut. And I actually think of Bruno as his sophomore effort. And I guess we'll talk about that next time. Yeah,
0: yeah, we will talk about that. But until then, uh, this has been the Review A New Podcast. Uh, If you want to check out our stuff, I'm going to be uploading uh, more of the episodes to the uh, YouTube uh, second channel that I have going forward. But if you want to support this little show that we've got, it's uh, patreon.com slash reviewanew. Or you can head over to my Kofi at ko-fi.com slash rapcritic. And you can submit uh, $50 uh, to give us your own movie request. We're currently looking at Sasha Baron Cohen's films. But uh, we also do like to take the time out to, you know, when people really want to support us to, uh, you know, look at uh, some movie that they'd want us to look at. Last time we looked at uh, I think it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and I had a, had a fun time with that. So, you know, if you want to donate, support the show you can check out the Kofi or the Patreon. There should be a link tree somewhere around wherever the hell I'm making this. And, uh, until next time, uh, I, I have been your host, RC. And I'm, and I'm Evan. That's right. <laughs> it's
1: now midnight so I'd better uh, go up to bed because yeah, I'm my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wondering where I am. Exactly.
0: Great success. Great success. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,